Promise. Um, if I haven't had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Ryan, and I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here. Um, and we are four weeks into a brand new series that's going to be on and off for, wow, it's bright up here, Sean. You're going to be in, a, in for a treat here. This is great. Um, that's going to go on and off for the next three-ish years. Um, and it's the goal of it is to help us grow in our relationship with Jesus. All of the Bible is about a God who pursues us, who wants a relationship with us. And the goal of that relationship is that we be conformed to the image of Jesus. So this series pulls nine practices from the life and teachings of Jesus, um, all aimed at helping us grow in that relationship with God. Our first practice is prayer. So far we've talked about, um, hold on, I've got it, talking to God, talking with God. Um, and this week we're going to talk about listening to God. And I have the distinct honor and privilege of introducing a guest speaker this morning, a good friend of mine by the name of Pastor Sean Wilson. Him and his wife Stephanie and their son Judah um, have been pastors in our area for a while. Uh, I got to meet him when we were kind of launching a, a prayer group for pastors in the area. Sean was like the first person that I reached out to. And uh, for those of you that know the principle and scripture of a person of peace, I found Sean to be a person of peace when it comes to pastors getting together to pray. He was eager and excited and hosted our first gathering. Um, and ever since then, Sean and I have been growing in a friendship, I think. I will, I'll let him talk about it. Um, and uh, recently, um, Sean found himself in a similar spot as to me where he became the lead pastor not necessarily intending to do so. And uh, recently they decided to kind of take a break from that ministry. You guys have probably heard of a fresh church in our area. Um, and Sean's just been kind of con staying connected in our community and blessing our community uh, with his desire to see the kingdom built. And he's, him and Stephanie are praying about what God might have next. The reason I invited Sean um, is because... This message on listening prayer um, has some elements of what some of us in the room would call charismatic. Anybody excited about that in the room? If you're charismatic in the room, let me hear it. Okay, we got one loud and proud charismatic in the room. Um, no, I know there's more of you than that. Um, hey, one of our core values at our church is we unite for the sake of the gospel. Um, and so there are people in this room that have differing views on the gifts of the Spirit and how they work in the body of Christ. And we just say here at Canvas, we preach the Bible and we unite for the sake of the gospel. Um, the gifts of the Spirit is a secondary issue. Um, so I don't know where you fall on these issues, but what I do know is that there's somebody smarter than you who loves Jesus who disagrees with you. So... That's my, that's my litmus test for uniting for the sake of the gospel. So if there is somebody smarter than you who loves Jesus that disagrees, um, we could probably unite for the sake of the gospel. So rather than being the Baptist kid coming up here telling you how to listen to the Holy Spirit, I decided to invite my charismatic friend, Sean Wilson, so you guys can give it up for Sean. Brother, we're excited to hear what the Lord has laid on your heart for us. Yep. Awesome. Is this thing on? Hello. Is everyone good to be, uh, glad to be here this morning? Awesome. Hey, can we give it up for your pastors? Come on, give it up for your leaders. Man, they're awesome. Show them, show them honor where honor is due. But, man, I'm excited to be here this morning. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the uh, honor to be here. Uh, what a heck of an introduction. I don't know if I can beat that. 
Um, but yeah, so my name is Sean. My, my wife and I, we used to pastor a church called the Fresh Church um, and right here in Winchester. We love this city. We love Jesus. We love to see uh, people come to know the presence of God in such a real and tangible way. We love when people get to experience the love of God in such a real and tangible way. And so that's really ultimately our heart. Um, so however we can do that, wh- whether it's through a vocational minister or not, we're just going to see it happen. And uh, I believe God's got a big plan for Winchester, don't you? Yeah, so awesome. We, we love Jesus and we love his word. And, and so, uh, you know, I'm honored to give the, to have the privilege to, to preach it today. So let's, let's jump right in. Uh, we're talking about listening to God. Uh, we're going to jump right into uh, uh, John chapter 10. Who's got a paper Bible in the room? Let me see him. Hold him loud and proud. Okay, a few of us. The rest of you can scroll to John chapter 10. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> while you guys are getting, me, getting there, let me give you just a little bit of background on kind of what we're, uh, what we're talking about today. So uh, Ryan kind of uh, introduced the whole thing. You know, you guys have been in a series uh, called Practicing the Way, and this segment here is, is on prayer. You've already talked about talking to God and talking with God. Uh, today, I want to talk, to talk to us about hearing the voice of God hearing the voice of God. I want to talk about what it looks like to hear the voice of God in your life and how we can do that through prayer. And so in John chapter 10, we jump right in, uh, we we jump right into Jesus criticizing the Pharisees as he often does. Uh, They've got a lot of messed up stuff, but he's, uh, he's criticizing, he's criticizing them because the Pharisees do not care about the people that they lead. They don't care about the people they lead. And Jesus does. And he, and he's coming to, to tell us how much of a better leader that he can be. And so right here in John chapter 10, we'll start in verse one. We'll go all the way to 14. Uh, And if you don't have a Bible to be up on the screen, I believe. Awesome. Awesome. It says this. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the sheep for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he, he, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They would run from his voice because they don't know his voice. Or, sorry, they will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They, they, they will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. Some translations say an abundant life. That's so good. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The, the, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they do not belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Do me a favor, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a sheep. You're a sheep. Turn to your other neighbor and say, bah, Sounds like a good pasture in here. <laughs> oh man, we are sheep and we have a good shepherd who wants to lead us and he wants to guide us into a rich and a satisfying or an abundant life that he has for us. 
And so I want to talk to us about the importance of hearing God's voice in our lives. And I would argue that this is probably one of the most important things that we can learn to do as Christians, to hear God's voice. Why? Because I believe that hearing God's voice is the pathway to the rich and satisfying and abundant life that Jesus offers. So let's pray and open this up this morning. Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit that is here. Lord, I just pray that you would uh, begin to stir something up in us today as we, as we study your word and as we uh, receive from you. Lord, I just pray you'd speak to us this morning. Let our hearts know what we need to know and let our ears hear what we need to hear. Well, Lord, I pray you'd bless our meeting tonight or this morning and, and just have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, all the church said, amen, amen. and amen, and amen. Anyone here like to vacation? I know it's early in the year. Does anyone need a vacation 2024 already? Yeah, okay, I, I thought so. <laughs> hey, you want to know my least favorite thing about vacationing? Driving. Driving. And it's, it's not, I actually don't mind driving all that much. It's the stuff that comes along with the driving that, that really just sucks the fun out of, out of the whole trip. Things like, you know, I love my wife, but she's got a squirrel bladder. She's got to pee every, you know, every couple miles, you know. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got to stop again. Or my, my son, he gets hungry all the time or, or he poops in the car seat. That's, that's real fun, you know. Um, you know or, or people, oh, this drives me nuts. People that don't realize that the left lane of the interstate is for Passing, not for driving, amen? <laughs> it's for passing, not for cruising. Um, I'll be 29 this year. Uh, yeah, scary. And uh, now there's this weird back pain that I get after about two hours. And it just appears and comes and never leaves. So I don't know what that's all about, but that's fun. And uh, why is it that it's always the drive home that is longer than the drive there? You know, I, I think when, when I think of vacation, I kind of dread it a little bit just because I'm like, ugh, we have to endure all of that. And it never fails that I end up being the only one awake about an hour and 45 minutes into the trip. My son's the first to go immediately. As soon as we leave the, the driveway, you know, he's out. My wife, she, she can hang on for a little bit longer, um, but I notice Stephanie, as she drifts off, you know, the conversations get shorter. <laughs> See her head kind of bob a little bit as she's, you know, trying to fall asleep. And, and the, main, the main reason I know that she's falling asleep is because she doesn't criticize how fast I'm going. <laughs> so I'm able to tell she's not paying attention. She's dozing off, okay? And it's, it's so weird how you can be totally awake and alert, and then when everybody falls asleep, you're like, Mm, I can't keep my eyes open, right? It's a good thing I have a, a good friend that travels with us all the time. Uh, she never falls asleep, and she always tells me everything I need to know. Her name is Siri, and uh, she's wonderful. She comes with us on every trip. <laughs> and uh, she knows how fast I'm going, and she doesn't tell me to slow down. She just puts it passive-aggressively in the bottom left corner. I love her. She's awesome. But Siri, Siri will tell you everything you need to know the moment you need to know it. It's awesome. And, and does anybody else have their Siri in an Australian voice? Okay, just uh, just a few of us. You know, uh, she says things like, "Hey, you've made a wrong turn. You got to turn around." You know, I'm going to recalculate or whatever. Or, "Hey, there's an accident in six miles. You want to take an alternate route and save 14 minutes?" It's like, oh, this is awesome. Or my favorite that I love whenever she, whenever she says this, "Your destination's on the right." It's like, oh, praise God, we're here, <laughs> right? Remember what we used to do without Siri? We had like MapQuest and MapQuesters. All right, I'm a really tester age. Who had an Atlas growing up? Oh, okay. Right. We have a nice demographic here. That's good. That's good. Imagine still needing to do that. If can you imagine if 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 we had to read atlases today, we wouldn't get anywhere. You know, we still miss we still miss turns even with voice navigation, right? 
And now we just get this sweet Australian voice to come and travel with us everywhere that we go and, uh, and, and help us navigate through what used to be this most stressful part of vacation and traveling. And you know, don't you kind of wish life was like that a little bit? Don't you wish like you had someone to, to, to tell you and, and, and help navigate you through the stressful times of life? Like you start dating someone, it's like, hey, here's all these red flags you need to know about this person. <laughs> or, or, you know, my, my business is failing. What am I gonna do? Hey, here's some practical tips or, or what, what have you. How do I raise all these kids? How can I say no when I'm a people pleaser? You know, all the stressful things that we endure in life, I'm sure that's, that's just, you know, on the surface. We've got a lot of stuff. I'm sure you, you probably brought in some really, really heavy stuff today. I don't doubt that for a moment. And, uh, but, but wouldn't it be awesome that if we had something like series to, Siri to give us all the answers to life's toughest questions? And maybe you've believed for God to do something like that before. Maybe you've believed for God to do something along, I'm not, you know, equating God to Siri, just, just hear me out for a minute, but just to, to, to be that voice to kind of help navigate us through life. Maybe you've, you've went to God in prayer before with a situation beyond your control and you ask for guidance and you, you cry out, God, what do I do? God, what do I do? And instead of an audible, heavenly Australian Siri voice to give you the steps you need to take, it's crickets, it's nothing. Right, I, I'm sure I can't be the only one. This can be so frustrating as a new Christian to, to, to you know, to, to, because maybe you've heard the idea before that God speaks to people. And maybe you've heard, you know, uh, pastors and seasoned Christians say phrases like, hey, God told me to do, or God said to me this morning. And you're like, man, why doesn't God talk to, talk to me like that? You know, what have I done wrong? Am I not good enough? Do I, do I not pray hard enough? Have I done something wrong? You know, what will it take to get God to talk to me too. And I've got some good news for us today to share with you. So if you're taking notes, write this down. It's this, God wants to speak to you. God wants to, he doesn't have to, and he doesn't need to. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. Why? Because he loves you. He's a relational God. And, 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 and he wants the best for you. He wants to guide you through this life. You know, see, Jesus died on the cross for our sin, a sin debt that we could not pay on our own. He took the cross that we owe. He paid for the sin on the cross that we deserve. And, and after that, he ascended. He, he went into heaven and he gave us his Holy Spirit to live in us, not near us, but in us. Okay. If you're a Christian today, you have the presence of God living in you. You're a presence carrier everywhere that you go. God goes with you. You're a presence carrier. You're a host of the Holy ghost, if you will. <laughs> and Jesus describes the Holy spirit like this in John 14. He says, he's an advocate. He's a comforter. He's an encourager. He's a counselor. He's a helper. And then he says that the Holy spirit leads us into all truth. He's a leader. He's a guide. And how good would a guide really be if he never communicated with us? How good would Siri really be if she never said anything? If she let you miss the turn, right? <laughs> how good would your boss really be if, if they never told you how to do your job properly, right? Good guides give instruction, direction, and correction. And I love that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd because that's exactly what a shepherd does, right? Look at this in, in our passage <clears throat> in John 10, verse three. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and what? Leads them out. 
He leads them out. Isaiah in the Old Testament prophesies about a better time when Jesus would come and give us the Holy Spirit. And he says this in Isaiah 30, uh, verse 21. He says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. It's clear that God wants to speak to his people. He wants to lead you through this life to, gi- to give you a life with, with purpose. He wants to be actively involved. And here's some good news today if you're feeling down, but every person has the ability to hear God. Every person has the ability to hear the voice of God. It doesn't take a theology degree to hear the voice of God. Praise God. <laughs> It doesn't take, you know, serving on the prayer team for five years to hear the voice of God. You don't need a special spiritual gift to hear the voice of God. All it takes is being his child. He's a good father. He's a good leader, and he wants to speak to us. And you might sit there and be like, okay, that's, that's wonderful. Good to know. Um, why doesn't he speak to me? Let's just be real in the house, right? Can we, can we be real in church today? Come on, I've prayed many, many prayers. Uh, there have been many times in my prayer life where I'm like, God, please give me an answer to this. God, please tell me what I need to do. God, please speak to me. And it seems like I didn't pray loud enough. It seems like I didn't pray passionately enough. It seems like I, you know, it seems like I didn't pray hard enough, whatever. And, you know, surely I'm not the only one. And we can ask ourselves why, if God is speaking to everybody else, why is he not speaking to me? Why is he not speaking to me? And perhaps the issue isn't God not speaking. Perhaps the issue is us not listening. Parents with kids with ADHD, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on, you speak, but they do not hear. You're speaking to the void. My, my mom and my wife know this really well. I'm not accusing us of having spiritual ADHD. Just let me, let me clarify. <clears throat> but it's clear, excuse me, it's clear in the scriptures that God speaks, yes? And, and so the issue is not on God's end. It's not God's depravity. It's not God's problem. Look at what the author of Hebrews says about this in Hebrews 12, 25. He says, be careful that you, what? Do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. I'm gonna read it again, just in case you didn't hear it. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. Do not refuse, do not be unwilling to listen to the one, to the God who is speaking. Which tells us this, if you're taking notes, write this down, that listening requires intention. Listening requires intention. Intention. We have to be intentional about hearing God. We have to be intentional about listening to God. We have to be in tune with the Lord to be aware of what he is speaking to you. Think of it like a radio. There's all sorts of different radio stations that are broadcasting different radio waves. You can't listen to all of them at the same time. What do you have to do? You have to tune the radio to the proper frequency to hear the station. Just because you're not tuned in doesn't mean the radio is not playing. You have to be tuned into the proper frequency. We have to be tuned into what the Lord is saying and be uh, intentional about hearing him. And if you aren't listening for the Lord's voice, hate to break it to you, you're probably not going to hear it, <laughs> right? And, and I think there's generally, not, not entirely, but generally uh, two reasons that we struggle to hear the voice of God. Number one is this, is that um, <clears throat> part of the reason we struggle to hear God's voice is simply because we just don't take time to listen, right? We, we, don't, we don't give him time to speak to us. How often do we just pray a prayer just to get it over with. I think, Pastor Ryan, you, you talked about this a, a couple weeks ago about uh, prayer sometimes being a chore or a duty, right? 
is, you know, sometimes we just pray so quickly just to get out of the way. You know, we wake up early in the morning. We're like, okay, I'm early. I'm spiritual because you got to pray in the morning to be more spiritual, you know. <laughs> or like the psalmist said, you know, I wake up in the morning and I, and, and I, and I pray. <clears throat> and so, you know, we get up in the morning. We say, all right, God, you know, bless my day. And then we go on. We make our coffee and we, we forget about it. Or like we, we might be driving on the, uh, on the interstate, heading to work. We're like, all right, God, you know, give me a good day. And then we start yelling at somebody because they're in the left lane and they're not passing somebody, you know. <laughs> We go back to our prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. <laughs> right? Come on, I'm guilty of that one. <laughs> but for real, though, how often do we just pray a prayer just to get it over with? Right? And, and we talk, but we do not give time to listen. We do not listen. And what is prayer? Prayer is a conversation. Right? Imagine talking. To, if you've talked to me, you probably know because I'm a talkaholic. But if you, you, know, you talk to someone, all they do is, blah, 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 and they're like, okay, see ya. Like, that's kind of rude, isn't it? Right, and so I hate to say it, but sometimes we do the same thing, same thing to the Lord, where we talk and talk and talk. We do not listen. We don't give Him time to speak to us. And don't don't get me wrong. I think it's great that we pray. It's it's a really really great start. But we've got to take the time to listen. We've got to make it a practice to intentionally slow down and, and hear what God has to say and be intentional with prayer, not just to tell God what's up, but to listen to what He wants to say. And the second thing I think we struggle with is something I, I believe is a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, because you can take all the time in the world to listen, but you won't hear anything if you don't know who you're listening for. Amen. Let me show you what I mean in, in, in our passage uh, earlier. Uh, John 10, three and four, it says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the sheep, or I'm sorry, for him, and the sheep, what? Recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. He has, he, he, after he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of him and they follow him because why? Because they know his voice. They know his voice. John 10, 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. John 10, 27, I, my sheep listen to my voice. They, they listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And you might ask yourself, well, how, does, how do the sheep know the shepherd's voice? The answer is because they know the shepherd. Amen. They know the shepherd. How do, we, how do we recognize the voice of God? We get to know God. We get to know what he sounds like. You know, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you'll begin to recognize his voice. Don't expect to be able to recognize the shepherd's voice if you don't take time to know the shepherd. Don't expect to hear God's voice if the only time you seek him is when you're in, when you're in trouble and you're like, God, I need a miracle to get out of this. And, and, and that's the only time you go to, or don't expect to hear God's voice uh, on the regular if the only time you seek him is for an hour and a half at church on Sunday, twice a month. I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just trying to be real. You know, we, we, his presence moves outside of this room. His voice speaks outside of his room. And we've got to get to know him outside of this room. We, we've got to get to know him intimately and personally. That's what he died to do. And so uh, if you get to know the savior of your soul, you'll begin to recognize what he sounds like. But if you don't take the time to know him, you won't know what he sounds like. You certainly won't know what he sounds like. It's the same way that parents can be a, 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 in a room full of, of, of screaming babies and be able to pick out which one's theirs because they know that cry. I did this earlier. My son was crying. He was the only baby crying today. <laughs> I was like, that's my boy. 
It's the you know, same thing. How do, you, how do parents know the, the, the different cries? All babies kind of sound the same, don't they? But you can, de- you can decipher which one is mine because you spend time with your, ba- your, your baby. You're up at 2.45 changing the sheets and changing a blowout diaper, poop up the back and, you know, in the hair. You know that cry. You know that cry because you know that kid. Someone who spent a lot of time with, with the Lord uh, uh, is, is a prophet in the Old Testament by the name of Elijah. You read about this in 1 Kings 19, but <clears throat> prophets, the thing about prophets is that they hear the voice of the Lord regularly and constantly and, and, and frequently. And so uh, Elijah, man, he's just going through it. He's having a rough time. He's going through it. And so he's, uh, he, he goes up on a mountain and he's waiting for the Lord to speak to him and give him guidance and direction on what he should do. And the Bible says this, that there was a, there was a, mighty, uh, there was a mighty windstorm that came through, blowing everything. And the Bible says that the, the Lord's voice was not in the windstorm. And the next was an earthquake, shaking everything. The Bible says the Lord's voice was not in the earthquake. And then the next thing was a fire that consumed everything. But the Bible says that the Lord's voice was not in the fire. And then after that, the sound of a gentle whisper. And there, there, that's where the Lord's voice was. And Elijah was like, oh, I recognize that voice. It's time to go out. It's time to go out. And so how was he able to tell where the Lord's voice was? was or what it sounded like because he was familiar with, with God's voice. He was familiar with the Lord. He, he knew what he sounded like to be able to decipher what's not him and what is. And I love that God sp- spoke this way to Elijah through a gentle whisper. Why? Because in order to hear a whisper, you have to be close. You have to be close. And I love that God speaks this way because he doesn't want to speak from far away and lead you from far away. He wants to lead you closely. He wants us to be close. He wants us to be intimate with with him. So if you're taking notes, write this down. God is clearer when you're closer. God is clearer when you're closer. You hear God better when you get closer. It's not a formula, it's a fact. (laughs) Not to mention when you're close and you recognize God's voice, you can tell what are the lies of the enemy and what is God's voice. Because you're you're familiar with, with his voice. You're familiar with the Lord's voice. And so the more that you get to know the, the character and the nature of the God that you're praying to, you'll find that he speaks to us often in many, many different ways. Many different ways. Hebrews says this, Hebrews 1.1 opens up, says God spoke many different times in many different ways, right? And so God's got a few different ways to speak to us, and I'll share just a few examples. But firstly, it's important to know that God can do what he wants, right? He's God right? <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. So uh, when, when you hear of like, you know, uh, people saying, hey, the Lord told me, a lot of time, it's not an audible voice. Now, I, I would say that, that God often chooses to uh, use a different method than an audible voice. There's a few times in scripture where that happens. Um, but to say it's impossible and to throw it off the table, I, I just don't think we can do because God can do what he wants, right? So is it, is it unlikely? Yes. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. And I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad that God uses a different preferred method, method kind of like the, the gentle whisper. Because have you read in the Bible what happens when God speaks out loud? Can you imagine <laughs> praying in your room, Lord, would you just speak to you? Boom, you know? <laughs> Earth, you know, earthquake and rocks split apart and, and thunder and lightning come down. So you poop your pants, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 
Often, uh, that's, that's good to know. All right, thank you, God, for sparing us. There's a reason angels, every time you see them come, come in, uh, introduced into the story, like, do not be afraid. This is terrifying, you know? He's loud. Okay, so there's a few ways that God speaks to us other than being an audible voice. And here's a, here's a few examples. Intuition. Intuition. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says this. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Okay, so the Holy Spirit might speak something to you that you need to know that you didn't know previously. Right? Uh, maybe he'll put someone on your mind, say, hey, you should probably call this person. Just check in on them. And I, I am a testimony uh, uh, times a million of how many people have called me at the exact right time I needed it. I'm about to throw in the towel or whatever it may be. And they call me and say, hey, I'm just, the Lord's just put on my heart to check on you. And I'm like, oh, you know, <clears throat> it's so good. God gives us intuition on things we may not have known previously, okay? Uh, and another one is desire. We see this in Galatians 5, 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. So if you ever, ever feel like a, a weight tugging on you to do something, maybe a compassion towards a person, or, or maybe you've been in a, in a situation where you're like, I feel like I should pray for this person, but I'm too afraid to do it. You know, oh, they have a broken leg. I want to pray for healing, but oh, what if they don't get healed? I don't know. And we can talk ourselves out of it. You, know, you can talk yourself out of a lot. Let me tell you that. Right. But you feel this desire like, ah, I feel like a burning in my chest to like, to do something about this. Right. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to us in this way. Um, or, oh, this is a good, I almost missed it. Conviction. <laughs> we, we don't like conviction, but let me tell you, it's a really, really good thing. You want to know why? Because Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Jesus convicts us. He doesn't condemn us. He, if he sees you on a path that's not good for your life, he's not convicting you to shame you. He's convicting you to heal you. He does not want you to, he's got a better way of doing things, and he's trying to lead you out of what you're in. Oh, if you've ever felt conviction, that is, that is, uh, that, that is the, the desire of the Lord, uh, the desire of the Spirit spirit in, in you, and he's speaking to you. Uh, he does this through prophecy, visions, and dreams, and we might be like, oh, I don't know about that, and it seems like the most crazy one, but actually, it's the most often, if you look in, in, the, in the Old and the New Testament, it's, the, it's the, the way that God speaks to us most often, okay? So it's the most common way. You'll see this in, in Joel 2.28, too. It says this, then after doing all these things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions, so God can show us something through dreams, through visions. I've always liked to say this because uh, I, I tend to talk a lot, if you couldn't tell. And, uh, and, and there's oftentimes, not oftentimes, a few times, God has given me a dream or two that's like, whoa, this is like totally revelatory and it's, it's wild. And I always think it's funny. It's like, wow, I really, God is catching me at a time where I cannot open my mouth. I, do I really not shut up enough for him to speak to me? He's got to do it while I'm asleep. <laughs> you know, so let's not throw that off the table either. God can show us something in, in, a, in a vision or a dream or a word or a picture that comes to your mind as you're, as you're praying and, and seeking the Lord. Um, he can do this through music. You ever just hear the right song at the right time and it's just like waterworks, you know, the goodness of God comes on. It's like, all my life you have been faithful. It's like, mm, come on. All my life you have been so, so good. It's like, I'm on the way to work. What are you doing, God? You know, <laughs> I gotta redo my makeup, you know. God can speak through music. He can use that, and he does oftentimes. He can do it through signs and wonders. He did it with Moses in Exodus 3. He did it with Gideon in Judges 6, where the fleece was wet and the ground was dry. Ground was wet, fleece was dry. Uh, um, 
Countless times uh, God has revealed his love and his presence and what he wants to speak into someone at, while he's doing it through a physical healing. I mean, there's crazy stuff that happens with signs and wonders and how God can use that to speak his love and his, uh, his grace and mercy to us. He can do it through circumstances. We see this in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul's thorn in the side. We don't know if it was physical or if it was emotional. It doesn't really matter. I think it's applicable to all of us. We probably all have something that just keeps, keeps just jabbing us in the side. And he prays what, three times for the Lord to take it away. And what did Jesus say? My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is all you need. He spoke in the midst of his circumstance and showed him that, he, that my power works best in weakness. Right? I was talking to a woman this week who was, I mean, just, just going through it. She was having a rough time. And uh, she's like, you know, and the Lord spoke to me in, a, in, a, in just a really weird way. And I was like, I love this. Come on, let me, let me hear it. And she's like, um, she was at the grocery store and she's like just bawling her eyes out because she, it took everything in her to get out of the house to go to the grocery store. But she literally had no food. She, she couldn't do anything. She was just so in this, in this dark state that she didn't want to leave the house. But finally she had to. She forced herself to do it. And and, uh, and, and she said, she was just crying out to God, why, why can't you just have mercy on me, have grace on me? And, and then the very first parking spot opened up and she just bawled her eyes out even more because she heard the Lord say, I, I, I love you. I, I wanna show you uh, this good life that I have for you. And here's, feel my compassion, feel my love. And you might be here and thinking like, uh, does God really give us the, the first parking space every time we ask for it? No, he might be teaching you exercise. I don't know. <laughs> But who are we to say God can't use a parking space to speak to us, right? And, 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 you know, who's to say God can't use the mundane things in life to show us his glory and to show us his goodness and his love? And so every time I, every, or when I heard that story, I was like, oh, you go, girl. That's awesome. You go, God. Like, and, and it brought her closer to him. And that's what it's all about. Um, we might not like this one, but trials and tribulations. Oof. God can speak through the, God can still speak when life sucks. Amen. He can, and he does. And oftentimes he'll teach you something new when you're going through something hard. And he can turn a mess into a message. He can turn a test into a testimony. And last, but, but certainly not least, and by the way, this isn't an exhaustive list. This is just a few ways. Uh, we, we can't put God in a box. We can't put God in the box. But, but the last thing I have on my list here is through, this, through scripture, through the Bible. Have you ever uh, read scripture and, and you, let's just be honest, and you're like, what the heck am I supposed to take from this? This doesn't make any sense to me. You come back maybe a few months later and you're like, wow, there's like so much life here. I didn't, I didn't even realize, you know? Or maybe you, you, you've been clinging on to this, this one verse, you've, it's been getting you through or, or what have you. And then, you know, in a few months or years, that verse could mean totally something different, right? That's why they call it the living word. But, but that, the Jesus and, and the spirit is speaking to us through what he's already spoken. And I always say this too, if you have trouble hearing the voice of God, just read what he already said. <laughs> chances are you'll, you'll probably hear it, right? And so it's, it's the same text, but the Holy Spirit using it in a different way to speak something to us that, that we need and that he's gonna use that to guide us and to lead us. And this is actually, I would argue, the most crucial piece of hearing God is, is reading the scriptures, is reading the scriptures. Why? Because, because we, we can imagine things or we can you know, uh, uh, maybe convince ourselves, I don't know if that was God or not. Take it to the Bible. I think it's 1 John 4. It says, uh, uh, test the spirit. Test the spirit. If you think you're hearing something like, this might be God, compare it to the God of the Bible. And if it lines up, it probably is. And if it's something clear like, oh, God is asking me to sin, 
nah, this, this God would never ask you to do that. You can, decide, or you can discern that voice. That's not the voice of God, right? And so you always have to go back to scripture. Always keep yourself in the scriptures. Remember, we're, we're, we're familiarizing ourselves with what God sounds like, what Jesus sounds like, what the spirit sounds like. So we've always got to go back to this. We've got to cling to this in order to discern what the Lord is saying. And um, I, I, I just, I, I love this. And if it, uh, it, again, this is not an exhaustive list, just a few examples, but the common denominator here, the common denominator here is that God speaks to our spirit in a, in a way more real than words can. God speaks to our spirit in a more real way than he would to our ears. He speaks to the deepest, most inner part of your being, right? And so, but, but, but here's the most crucial part Here's the most crucial part. And Marissa, you can come on up wherever you are and play some quitting music for me. Here's, I'm done, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm ending here. But here's the most crucial part of hearing the voice of God. It's this, act on it. Act on it. Act on it. Look at what James says in James 1.22. He says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, what? You're only fooling yourselves. Let me read it again. Don't just listen. Don't just hear. Don't just receive God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. See, the, the good shepherd wants to lead us and to guide us in this beautiful, abundant life that he offers. And you'll never see it if you're unwilling to respond to what he says. He's got a good life he wants to lead you to, but, but it, he can lead you all you want. But if you're just uh, rebellious and, and unwilling to follow him, unwilling to, to, to move on his voice and act on what he said, we're not going to enter into the abundant life he has, which is for today. You know, Siri can tell you all day long, take a left, take a left, take a left. But if you keep going straight, you're not going to go into where Siri was trying to take you. That's a poor example. You know what I'm saying, though. <clears throat> If you're going to pray in faith, if you're going to do the work, if you're going to take the time uh, to be attentive to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you, you've got to be willing to move on the word that he gives. No revival in history ever started by hearing God's voice and not doing anything about it. Right? I, I don't know about you, but our city needs Jesus. Our city doesn't need more unresponsive Christians who just sit and don't do anything. Our, our city needs people, uh, Jesus followers who love Jesus so much to, to be willing to move on the words, no matter uncomfortable as they are, move on the word that he gives so we can see transformation happen, so we can see lives change, so we can see his glory revealed, but we'll never see it if we don't act on it. We'll never see it if we don't act on it. If you wanna see God move in the city, on earth as it is in heaven, in Winchester as it is in heaven, we've got to be willing to move on his word. Maybe you're like most people that follow Jesus and ask, well, I think I'm hearing God. I'm not sure. What, what if I get it wrong? Well, what if I don't do it right? What, what, if, what if what I'm hearing is not actually God? I've done the work. I've, I've gone to the scriptures. It seems like it's God, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid. What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? And I want to take you to one of my favorite quotes by Joshua Silverberg. He says this, I'd rather be wrong than disobedient. I'd rather be wrong than disobedient. I'd rather look like a fool than to willingly disobey the voice of the Lord. 
I'd rather be wrong than disobedient. We've got to stop asking ourselves, what if I'm wrong? Start asking, what if I'm right? Well, how much glory will God get in this? What could happen through, through the simple obedience that God wants from me? What could happen with my life? What could happen with the lives of those around me? What could happen in my family? What could happen in my kids? What could happen in my coworkers? What could happen if I, if I do this simple obedience, maybe as uncomfortable as it is, but if I'm just simply saying yes to Jesus, what could happen? What could happen? Let me just let you in on a little Christian secret, if I will. And nobody's 100% sure. Pastor Ryan's not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure. That's where faith comes in. We've got to be willing to move in faith and saying, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I think if you wait till you're 100% sure, you'll be waiting till the trumpets sound. <laughs> you say, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I've done my due diligence. And God, I really feel like you're speaking me to do this, the, the crazy thing, like pray for the, the, the person with the broken arm at the mall or, or to, to, to forgive my wife for what she did as, as how bad it was. Forgive my husband for what he did, how bad it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're asking me to do this. What could, what could happen? How much glory could be revealed? Oh, we've, we've, got, to, we've got to do the crazy thing. <laughs> And no matter how radical, no matter how different, no matter how maybe embarrassing it might be. I, let me just tell you, the Lord's gonna ask you to do some weird stuff. We've got to be obedient. We've got to act on it and be willing to be wrong. Because I, I really do think God has a grace for us. If we're wrong, but we're truly following him and we truly think it's him, and we're like, I've done everything. I'm not trying to talk myself out of it. I'm pretty sure it's you and we're wrong. I think there's still a grace there. I think God looks down at us and like, oh, I'm so proud of you. It's my kids. Look at what they're doing. Look at how much they love me. Look at how much they love the others that they're surrounded with. Enough to be weird. <laughs> for me. Let's be willing to be wrong and be open to his voice as we, as we pray and as we listen and we take time and ask him what he wants us to do. So I, I, I want to do that actually just for, for a few moments, if I will. I want to pray and, and I just want to pray and, as an open invitation to and ask the Lord to, to speak to us, however it may be. Um, I, I, maybe there's something in your life you really need. I just want to encourage you, just take it to the Lord and, and just ask him what he wants you to do. You may receive an answer, you may not, and that's okay. Uh, it says in Philippians to keep on praying in the spirit at all times, at all times. So if we don't hear an answer, that's okay. We're not going to rush God. We're just going to take more time. We'll take more time and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> but I want to take some, some time just to pray and ask the Lord to speak to us as we close this morning. And, and I promise I'm getting out of your hair in just a minute, okay? But I just want to take the time and, and ask God to, to, to meet us in this place. Let's, let's, let's pray this morning. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word that is sharper than a, than a two-edged sword. Thank you so much for your presence that is here this morning, stirring up in our hearts, stirring up in our spirit, stirring up in our minds and in the innermost part of our being. God, I know you're touching people right now. And I just pray that you would, you would reveal things to us that you, that you need us to know. Lord, I just, I just pray that if, if there's someone we need to forgive, would you bring them to mind? 
If there's, some, if there's a forgiveness that we're, that's hindering what we need to do for you, God, just, would you just bring them to mind and, and, and just uh, encourage us to, uh, to forgive this person no matter what they did. Lord, I just pray if there's, a, if there's an area of our lives that requires repentance, for us to continue to follow you well. Lord, I love your gentle correction. I love your gentle correction. I just pray that you, your spirit would, 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 would move in this room today and, and give us that gentle correction. Lord, I pray that if there's something we need to do in our, for our family or for our kids, if there's something we've been holding off on, if, if, there, if there's something that is, is hindering us from, from, from following you, is there something that we have been holding on to for so long we refuse to give to you? Lord, I just pray you bring that to mind. Lord, and just speak to us in, in, these, in these moments today. I just feel like the Lord is, is, is wanting to reveal his love to someone in this room. Maybe you've been fighting for a long time. Maybe you've been running for a long time. But I just feel the Lord's love just wanting to come down and, and, and just give you a hug. And so if that's you, just receive it today. Receive the love of the Lord today. I believe he's got a really good plan for your life and for the lives of those around you. But maybe you don't feel loved by anybody else. Just feel the love of the Lord today in this room. Maybe if you, if you uh, don't have a father figure, he wants to be your good father. He wants to be the good shepherd that leads you into a rich and satisfying life. I just wanna encourage you today, stop running from him. Stop running from him. He loves you. He cherishes you. He calls you his masterpiece. And if the Lord has spoken to you today and, and if he hasn't, that's okay. And, and just let's gear this for future use as well. If the Lord speaks to us, let's not just let it be a void word. Let's act on it. So God, I just pray for the empowerment of your spirit to do the things you're asking us to do, whether that's something you've revealed in us today, something you'll reveal to us tomorrow. But Lord, would you give us the willingness and the boldness and the audacity to move on the word that you've given us and to move in the spirit, being aware of your presence and listening at all times for what you want to say. And Lord, just open our ears, open our spirit to hear what you're saying through the mundane things in life, through the ways that you speak that, that are uh, like gentle whispers. Lord, let us be in tune with your whisper. Let us be familiar with your voice. Let us live this rich and satisfying, abundant life that you offer. Lord, we love you. We give you every fiber of our being today and just ask that you would empower us to listen, to take time, to give you ourselves and surrender and to move on what you want us to move on. Jesus, we love you so much. Just pray a blessing over everybody in this room today. And let us leave so much more in love with you. In Jesus' mighty name, the church said, Amen. Amen. Guys, I want to thank you again for this incredible opportunity to be here. I'll give it back to Pastor Ryan. I think he's got some stuff. Thank you so much.